Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center, dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta. Drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Here's Ryan Thorburn and Austin Meek from the Register Guard Newsroom. Welcome to the Duck Pod. Register Guard columnist Austin Meek here in the Register Guard podcast studio. We are joined on the phone line by Ryan Thorburn, who just landed in Tampa, Florida, to cover the Oregon women in the Final Four. Ryan, uh, did they have the greeting party waiting for you at the airport the way they did for the team? I saw the photos on Twitter of Kelly Graves posing with some pirates or something. No, there was uh, no chauffeur, no welcoming party. (laughs) No one knows who I am or cares. So uh, I slipped into town, and as I was coming in, it dawned on me that I never even thought, because I've been so busy and just didn't even think about where I was going. I never even thought about packing like a bathing suit or <laughs> golf clubs or anything fun like everyone else at the baggage claim. So uh, I guess I'll just cover this team and uh, see how the journey ends for them. But uh, it's beautiful weather here, and uh, I guess I, I just didn't think about it. But <laughs> apparently you can go to the beaches and play golf here. Right? Who, who knew that? Well, we'll, uh, we'll all keep you in our thoughts uh here here in eugene um well i guess just kind of your uh your first impressions here is final four week kicks off uh we were up in portland last week to watch the ducks uh, advance to their first final four uh, certainly a great uh a great game in the regional final against mississippi state that lived up to everything that we thought it was going to be now they get baylor on friday in the final four a uh, you know a baylor team that maybe has some similar similarities to Mississippi State, uh, but also maybe even um, is a notch above what Mississippi State was. What are the initial uh, impressions from the Ducks about their matchup with Baylor? Well, I think it's it's going to be another contrast of styles, even more dramatic than Mississippi State, because Baylor has two close players that are, are really um, accomplished, Kalani Brown, another six foot seven center, and then uh, Lauren Cox, who's six foot four, and they run the high low. Um, if you remember during Oregon's first run in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago, uh, they could throw the ball down to Ruthie or Mallory McGuire could, you know, hit that, you know, 12 foot jumper without anyone being able to block it. And I think that's kind of similar to what Baylor does. So I think it's something that Graves is familiar with, but, um, you know, it's going to be inside two pointers versus Oregon's perimeter game, and, and they'll be interesting. Um, if they knock down the threes like they did against Mississippi State, they, they've got a great shot. I guess the concern would be, you know, these bigger arenas getting that shot down and, and the backdrop down. Game one, you know, as you remember, they struggled against South Dakota State the first night in Lotus Center. So I think that's a little bit of a concern. I think you said on our last podcast uh, pretty presciently that uh, Satu Sabali might be the key to the game against 
Mississippi State, and I really thought that she was. You know, her versatility and her athleticism, I thought, was a matchup that Mississippi State never really figured out. Could you see her being uh, a, a pretty big key in this game as well? You know, especially if Baylor likes to play with a couple bigs. Uh, could this be a game where Satu is able to, you know, uh, maybe get some things done uh, inside and outside and use her versatility to her advantage? Yeah, I mean, the matchups, um, the, the mismatches go both ways. You know, Oregon might have trouble stopping both of those post players on, on one end, but on the other end, you know, who's going to stop Satu from driving to the basket or, or which big is going to go out to challenge and they're in bully three. So uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, Baylor, their defense uh, is number one in, in field goal percentage and their offense is, is number three. So they're a really good team. Um, by all measurements, the best team in the country. Uh, of course, the spotlight is going to be on that UConn-Notre Dame game. So uh, perhaps the Ducks can pull off a mild upset in that first one. But uh, definitely this is the best team they've played this year, and Oregon's played a really good schedule. Yeah. Well, Oregon is definitely um, the odd team out in terms of tradition. I, I saw the comment from Kelly Graves that, you know, one of these things is not like the others. Uh, and that is true. You know, you've got programs and UConn obviously is the gold standard for women's basketball. Uh, Notre Dame has won national championships, including last season. Baylor has won national championships and been to Final Fours. And Oregon is there for the first time. And I think, you know, you and I, having been around the team for the last few years, uh, you feel pretty confident that they're not going to be you know, intimidated. Uh, they're not going to be overwhelmed by by this stage. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you never really know how um, how a team is going to react the first time they're in that situation and you know a lot of times for programs you know it is kind of incremental you know the first big step for for them was just getting back to the tournament you know we were looking back at at the preview section that we did uh for sabrina's freshman year and it was all about you know, can they snap this ncaa tournament drought uh well they get to the tournament they make this elite eight run kind of out of nowhere um and then the next step from that was to follow it up uh the next year by winning a pac-12 regular season championship uh and then the next step this year was to repeat as champions and then to go on to the final four um and so, you know, to, to win the whole thing your first time there would be a pretty big feat. Uh, but with with this group, I guess you just you can't really count them out. No, I don't think so. And, and my guess is they're going to approach it that there was probably a lot more pressure on them for the Mississippi State game than there will be for this game because that was their goal, to get to the Final Four. And now if you get here and win the national championship, well, you know, that's a major accomplishment that you have, you know, on your board, but I don't think anyone really expected it this year. So uh, if they can play uh, loose uh, and play their game, they're going to have a chance to beat Baylor. Um, and I don't think it's going to be too big for them. If they do lose, I think it's just because Baylor has that seven-year itch. I think they won the tournament in 2012 and 2005, and by my count, 
that's every seven years they win this thing. So <laughs> uh, it could be Baylor's year, but at the same time, <clears throat> you got to like the position Oregon's in. Um, this is an elite top five program that is uh, in Tampa and going to be portrayed as an underdog. So um, I don't think Sabrina is an underdog in her mind against anyone. And uh, she is a player that could have probably gone to any of these three other schools. She was that level of recruit, but she wanted to build something from the ground up. So I, I think that's uh, an interesting story that, you know, a lot of national people might focus on is uh, uh, this is why Sabrina came here. This is why Kelly Graves left Gonzaga. And in their minds, this isn't uh, a Cinderella story. This was uh, a plan they put in motion that they're executing now. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a reason uh, for uh, for hope for Oregon or a reason to be encouraged, I guess Baylor has lost one game this year, and that was to Stanford. Is that right? That's right. And, you know, I know that uh, uh, Tara and, and Kelly have their their battles during Pac-12 play, but you wonder uh, if Tara might give him some advice in, in that regard. Obviously, they have a different make up with their roster than Oregon does. But, yeah, Stanford is the only team to beat Baylor this year, and uh, uh, so they do have those com- that common opponent. Yeah, and the team Oregon beat by 40 points on their home floor uh, during the regular season. Well, Ryan, what uh, what do you have on tap now for the week in Tampa? The Final Four uh, media schedule is always, uh, always pretty robust, so uh, I'm sure that uh, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to, uh, to chat with the Ducks. What's, uh, what's on tap leading up to the game on Friday? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, uh, no golf, no swimming. So uh, tomorrow all four teams will have practice at the arena. Uh, they'll all have press conferences, and um, there's some other press events we can go to, too. So uh, make sure you go to DuckSports.com and, and justify my existence because I'm going to be working hard and uh, covering this team. And, you know, I was telling someone the other day when they went to Duke and played Temple and then Duke that first year, I was literally the only media person from Oregon there, and now they're going to be bombarded at the Final Four. So it's amazing just on a personal note to see how far they've come, and uh, so make sure you continue that journey with with our paper, because we are the flagship as far as uh, covering this team. Well, hopefully you get to enjoy the sunshine a little bit, and I know that Duck fans will be uh, hoping that you are working your entire trip and uh, <laughs> you get no time off on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday and the Ducks are playing, playing for the national title. But we'll certainly uh, we'll be watching all your coverage on DuckSports.com. Thanks for checking in from Tampa, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always available at DuckSports.com. DuckSports.com.